I'm going to forego uh, naming the podcast and any uh, sponsor identification uh, for now so that I can ask this question. How does it feel to be supporting a playoff baseball team? Isn't it exciting? Oh, yeah. Does it give you oh, something, yeah. something extra to look forward to? Let's clarify a winning baseball playoff team. Because in the past, we've supported losing playoff baseball teams quite a bit. Oh, you mean that's right. Losing playoff, but winning in the playoffs, advancing in the playoffs. How does that feel? Hey, ask a twin, ask any Twins fan and they'll say hallelujah. Ask any Tampa Bay Rays fan and they'll say there was a game going on. <laughs> I feel very uh, lucky that in the 10 years I've lived here, uh, at least one of the local teams has always made the playoffs, gotten past at least the first round. What I don't understand is how winning two games in a row can be considered a sweep. Yeah, To me, a sweep of a season series is three or four games. Two games is two games, so I, I'm I'm not understanding the sweet part of it. Well, well, when they used to, you were asking the other day about the one game play-in game. When a team won that game, was that considered a sweep? A one game playoff. If you win it all, and why, why were all three games scheduled in the same city? Because uh, a bonus. For the playoff division, uh, division leader, the champion, the Twins won their central division. Therefore, they got the prize of having three home games. I don't think that was that. I don't think that would have been the case for the uh, Texas um, Tampa Bay series. I don't think I've ever seen that in any sport in any size of playoffs. That all three games, all five, all seven, all anything would be played in one city. So. I figured I better ask about that because you're like this with Rob Manfred, and uh, you you uh, you know you're the Manfred whisperer. You should know I'm, what what he had in mind. So I'm Manfred's man. man. I'm Manfred's man. That's a hell of a that's a hell of a pun. You're mm-hmm. making me want to hear some of their old stuff. I'm sorry, Kurt. I didn't get catch that. Uh, my only theory is to save on travel days. They don't want to have a travel day in the middle of a three game series. That's yeah. Yeah, to go from uh, Minnesota to Toronto for game two, then come back for game three, that would make a lot of sense. So I can see that logic. Yeah, they, play, they don't have a lot of money in the baseball world. They they probably would struggle with flights and stuff. I think if I was a, a, a fan, a Twins fan, in enemy territory in Houston on uh, Saturday, I'd be uh, shouting uh, uh, at uh, Verlander in the same way as I heard uh, Joe Fraser shouted at Fight of the century in 1970, I was watching the closed circuit at the age of 19. And I was uh, uh, seated behind uh, one of uh, Joe Frazier's fellow patriots. At least that was the, uh, you know, that was the thinking back in that day. Uh, Ali was, you know, supposedly the the draft dodger or whatnot. And, and the guy in front of me would go, hit him, Joe, hit him, make him wish he is over there fighting. And so I would be uh, yelling at Verlander, uh, Hit him, twins. Hit him. Make him wish he was back home sleeping with Kate. I think that's the, the riddle of our age, why Justin Verlander doesn't want to spend more time with her. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, you, And now you get to, not only did you make the playoffs, but you get to play, you get to oppose 
the most satanic influence on Major League Baseball of the past six years. I mean, I thought it was uh, almost too much to have Cheater versus Cheater in Minnesota. Springer on one side, Correa on the other. But now you're going to the very belly of the beast, where, where a tiny creature named Jose Altuve, the uniform tugger, who shouted, don't, don't assault me at home plate as I round the bases here to win the game, boys. I'm wearing my buzzer. These were cheaters whose franchise should have been ended for at least a year after the 2017 series, and now you get to oppose them, and I'm really envious. They aren't still cheating, though, right? Doesn't matter. They cheated. The franchise cheated. There should have been no franchise. They, they live to – and, by the way, Altuve is a, a, an alum of that era, as is Bregman, as is several other players. So – that's what I mean. They're not cheating because they were caught cheating. That is my uh, theory. Okay. And I'm fine. Otherwise, I, they'd still be cheating. I don't like them. I think I agree with you. They're Satan. But I also think, God, oh, they're still doing it. That doesn't help the Twins out any. So, again, I hope they're not cheating. The uh, team that uh, lost at home three games, they were swept. That was a sweep by the Kansas City Royals to end the season. I think bodes well for the Twins. And so we'll be uh, rooting for them in this home starting on Saturday. Kurt pointed out that the Twins also got swept by the Royals this year. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> Why aren't the Royals in the playoffs? <laughs> uh, just goes to show you, regular season means nothing. What a weird uh, a sports week. Uh, the leading scorers in the sports of golf and soccer, and now the Nobel Prize winner, are all from Norway. Figure that out. Norway. Do you know anybody in Minnesota who ever has told you, oh, uh, we're going to Norway to uh, our family's ancestral home to do the annual or the every 10 year, whatever you want to call it, pilgrimage. I would I would just, you know, I'd look at them like they were mental patients. And I'm going, I'm thinking, okay, whatever, whatever, you know. Whatever you find exciting, you're a Lutheran. Off to Norway you go. Have a great time. Yeah. Be sure to bundle up. I mean, yeah, there's probably a lot of Nor Norwegians here, but I can't. I don't know of a lot of them traveling to the homeland. You're right. I wonder if um, the the name Eberflus is Norwegian. I heard the name Eberflus today for the first time. <laughs> How could the name Matt Eberflus have gotten past me in my 72 years of observations about american sports who is this person why will he be on tv tonight the bears coach on yeah. the verge of getting fired that's all i know okay <laughs> and supposedly he's also taken over the defensive coordinator's job he was defensive coordinator with the colts so okay. he does have a background there okay i actually heard sports handicappers this morning saying I'm really looking forward to that tonight. I think uh, it'll be a tight game and it'll go over. Of course, that's you know that's the angle that you won't get me on. Cappers will take. You they have no me. real emotional, you know, skin in the game. Well, so they're looking, looking for a way to make money off this debacle. It's going to be one of the worst games of all time played by two of the worst teams, even though one of them is two and two. I heard that they were possibly going to flex the Thursday night game this year. They were going to, if they had two dogs in the game, they were going to bring in some, some studs. I guess that's not the case, at least not this well, early. Well, 
what does that mean, flex? Does that mean that the league can change its mind at a moment's notice and go, uh, uh, no, let's not uh, cover this game. Let's uh, get two teams uh, ready in uh, another city and uh, televise that game. That's flex? It does sound, that is the case, yes. Although it does sound, the way you say it, a bit extreme. If you are playing a game on Sunday and they say, oh, you got to have a new game, you're going to have a game on Thursday, that might throw a wrench in people's plans. No. And now they're talking up on ESPN, they're talking up NBA, like NBA is about to start. And I'm thinking, didn't we just finish NBA? Didn't mm. the Denver Nuggets just win the NBA and we're starting mm. it up again already? Feels like it. I know NHL starts next week. The Wild take, I think it's the 18th, or it's coming up soon. I think it is next Thursday. Goodness. Crazy. Um, I'm wearing my Malibu Burger Company shirt today as a reminder to report that uh, it, I, it was said to, to me yesterday, after the partner was knitting with her best friend in Malibu, she came home to announce that her best friend over there is in possession of, drum roll please, the Lebowski rug. The rug that pulled the room together. This woman owns it. The actual- Somehow came into possession of it after the filming of the movie she's had it for 25 years the lebowski rug isn't that nuts wow they must they must have had a couple of couple of versions of that because they had i think there was one with blood on and didn't they do all sorts of shootings around that rug i don't know I feel like, I feel <laughs> like that, the, wasn't there a ferret that was marched across it right and bloody wasn't one of the the kidnappees weren't they removed of a, a toe or something like that i mean there's yeah that's around yeah so uh, they got one of them that's good i would have it i would be flying it like a flag over my home i would say looky here folks it's the lebowski rug try and take it away from me oh speaking of violence i really took to heart what one of you i won't identify which one texted yesterday about not wanting to go into a certain establishment to watch a sporting event for a very valid reason as it turns out i've felt this as well about certain places. The only thing is in LA County where you know anything goes, the sight of motorcycles or a lot of pickup trucks out of a, outside an establishment could also mean that it's a lesbian bar. You just don't know. I remember you know wanting to go hearing a lot about the Loch Ness uh, gentlemen's club, so to speak, the the uh, exotic dancing establishment in uh, St. Croix, I think, in uh, Wisconsin. But I never felt I would be comfortable going inside because of all the motorcycles parked outside. So I, you know, I don't know that I would be concerned before a baseball game. I would think that the chances for trouble, quote unquote, would uh, increase exponentially around noon on the typical NFL Sunday, especially if it were a Packers-Vikings game. Did you, uh, uh, how did you feel about that uh, statement, Kel? Have you ever been, um, uh, felt um, hesitant about going inside someplace where you see a lot of uh, toxic masculinity reflected in the in the vehicles parked outside? Has that ever given you pause? It's always, I think we've always gotten some pause, but I've always marched right in, biceps bulging, ready to tackle the world, but... Uh... I don't know. I haven't there are several of down. those same establishments here in uh, greater 
Los Angeles. And um, it's not, you know, uh, the, the, the vehicles outside don't look like the tractor pull crowd, okay? Mm -hmm. um, also, they have raised their prices. They're not necessarily the go-to restaurant. I'm referring to Buffalo Wild Wings here for cheap wings and cheap beer and big screens and that kind of thing. I think as a business model, I remember it when it, you know, first came out, I'm thinking, wow, this is genius. Right. But um, I can also see how it might attract an element that would cause yeah. one to say, oh, you know, I'll drink at home. Yeah. Or uh, I'll get some. Uh, huh? People like you and me, every time we get together, we go to that BW3. So maybe we're the element that Kurt's trying to avoid. <laughs> yeah, that was silly of me to drive to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in Maplewood after flying 2,000 miles. <laughs> I felt kind of uh, emasculated. Never again. But um, I've had a lot of good times there, frankly. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about the uh, fried pickles. I think that's almost state fairish. And uh, I just the thought of it makes me scowl. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I, I like the mango habanero with the blue cheese and a tall beer at a meaningful sporting event, there's just nothing like it for atmosphere, you know, for affordability, for accessibility. And they have, do they not have competition? Now, aren't there other uh, places? Isn't there a Dave and Buster's or something like that? Or a, I think there's a new place called Wingstop that's pretty popular. And and that they have screens now. You know, just about everybody has screens. Oh, Even the most elegant restaurant has a screen. On Tuesday night, I met some friends. We went to Famous Dave's. Haven't heard that name in a while. And they had TV screens up to watch the Twins game. Not many people in there, but we went in and got the got the feast. I, I, feast is the word. I, I associate the term family style with Famous Dave's. You know, yeah. with slabs of beef and enormous cuts of chicken. Yeah, it's become more of a, I don't know, niche kind of thing where it's like they have... Baker Square Pies. They have another local restaurant called Cowboy Jack's Cuisine. So it's kind of an amalgam of a bunch of different restaurants now in yeah. one. Uh, that's the right. nature of the business, I guess. I think a lot of your main drags, your 494, your 50th Street in the diner, your Grand Avenue in St. Paul, it's just one place after the next where you can go in and catch a short order meal and watch something on a screen. The last time I was in Tavern on Grand for some walleye on an annual visit, they had games going on the screens so just about everything can be considered a sports bar these days but to return to my original point i do understand anyone's hesitance to go into a uh, a place that looks like it's being frequented by the lowest common denominator you haven't lived until you've driven down pacific coast highway and then looked in take a look to your right uh to the parking lot um, there's not a sports bar there. It's just a lousy grocery store. It's a Ralph's like Lebowski used to go to. Sure. And this was in between the 2020 election and January 6th. And uh, there was a gathering of actual Trumpers there in motorcycles and um, pickup trucks and flags the size of the flags that they that you see blanketing an entire end zone at a German football game. And it would say, and you could see it from the highway. It said, Fuck Biden. Now, that will give you, uh, you know, second thoughts about going into any place where 
a crowd virtue signaling like that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, carrying primitive tools and hammers and whatnot. You might not want to uh, go there until they're gone. I remember going to CVS next door and calling the L.A. County Sheriff's and saying, you know, I think you might ought to get, get over here. I believe there's going to be trouble because uh, little kids are oh. are seeing their first F-bombs on flags in this parking lot. And it doesn't speak well for the county. Well, that's another one. Speaking of little kids, we were, prior to getting married uh, last weekend, we stopped at that one restaurant and there were, I mean, wonderful restaurant, great food, but there were far too many children in that restaurant, if you know what I mean, Bob. But uh, right. a lot of screaming, and that would give me pause to enter a wet restaurant sometimes if you see the uh, the family mobiles, the large vans that yeah. uh, that bring them. Cause... Given that uh, the uh, nuptials you just referred to uh, were never strictly consummated, I'm wondering how you would feel if I had, if I had it annulled. So you oh. could break the bonds of bigamy. You wouldn't be in danger of being thrown into jail for bigamy, and we could pretend it never happened, Do despite the fact that pictures exist. Do I have to fly back out there to make that happen? Do I have to sign some paperwork, or you can take care oh, of it? No, I, I'll handle that uh, because I'm the practically the like an honorary citizen of Las Vegas, oh. of Nevada, as often as I go there. It's very big. Of I might even stop into the Tam O'Shanter and. And and uh, have a chat with the uh, Irish Elvis impersonator who married us and maybe challenge his license or something. I don't know. But just so I know that that you would not be upset or offended if I had it annulled. Because with heterosexual marriages, if I'm not mistaken, at least in the Catholic Church, if, if the, if the uh, relationship was not consummated, uh, it can be annulled. And... Uh, can be wiped off the books. So Sounds fair. I just thought I'd bring I'm, it up. I'm all in. As I said, I when just, you approached me the first time, when you proposed, I also said I was all in. So I'll go with I both. Just, as long as you're paying for it. I, I think I remember those words. <laughs> and do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded wife? Hey, he's paying for it. You know, uh, that seems to be the uh, very budget conscious. I'm an easy date. Romance. Speaking of romance, we have a new sponsor. I promise you, I don't go looking for this stuff. No. This was a pop-up ad in either the Washington Post or the New York Times, perfectly reputable national news platforms. And so I click on it, and it's just so ludicrous, I had to have the partner uh, print it. And it's about a dozen pages, and the picture I'm going to show you of the Tenuto, T-E-N-U-T-O, the Tenuto 2 vibrator for erectile dysfunction when i show you this it, it's going to look a little like an office chair for a leprechaun oh my this goodness. is what it looks like when i first saw it i was concerned that men as men are want to do won't read the instructions no. they'll just they'll put themselves in this little hole and then bring the clamp down on oh, the stapler oh. And hurt themselves. It looks like one of those banana cleaners that Kurt brought up the other day. <laughs> I can't tell you the, the pain that I felt a couple of days ago when Kevin McCarthy was voted out as House Speaker. And this little gremlin-looking guy, like a Leslie Jordan from Will and Grace, was was named the Speaker Pro Tempore. And, and the and the, Yes. And the gavel was almost as big as he was. <laughs> He slammed the gavel down as if he was trying to send 
something up like at a county fair, you know, the little the thing that rings a bell. And I'm and as he's bringing it down and slams it on the little platform there, I'm thinking, I wonder if my genitals were splayed on that piece of wood. Would they survive the impact of what he had just done? Oh, because wow. he really, he really gave it hell. And it, and it also sent me to thinking about how within this weird democracy, all these little dictatorships exist. The first thing he did, because apparently he has the power to do it as one person, one person orders Nancy Pelosi and, and uh, uh, Steny Hoyer out of their offices because he can do that. Biden today, an executive order about Ukraine aid. This is by himself. Tommy Tuberville, former Auburn football coach, one of the worst senators in the history of the U.S. Senate, by himself holds up military promotions. Isn't that strange that within a framework of majority rule, the people with the most votes on a certain matter for a certain candidate, their way, you know, it goes their way for the next X number of years, two, four, six, what have you. But within that, there are instances where one person is the decider. I just find that really strange. I know. This little guy. Did you ever watch Will and Grace? Did you, you know who Leslie yeah. Jordan oh, is? Yeah, yeah. I, he, I yeah. think he passed away this last year, didn't he? He did, yes. Oh, God. Yeah, much a much-loved right. uh, actor in a lot of roles. Did this guy you saw on TV, the new the the interim speaker, did he have a tiny little voice too? I mean, I know you sometimes mimic the that voice kind of a I think it was tiny as Leslie. Leslie's was tiny. Leslie was notorious for being tiny and yes. off the beaten path, so to speak. True. But this all came home to me during the slamming of that gavel. I just wonder how many. Well, let's say, uh, what are they called? Masochists? They enjoy pain, mm -hmm. leather gaze, that kind of thing. That would have been a big deal for them to have their private parts beneath that gavel as it came down. And uh, that had to, that would have just been excruciating to me. So, different strokes for different folk. There's even uh, an audience, I'm sure, for the Tenuto. I think when I saw Tenuto, I'm going, Judy Tenuta? The, the comedian who, who would say, it could happen. I think she's uh, in the next world also. Yeah. The Tenuto 2 vibrator for erectile dysfunction. And the more you read about it, you realize that this contraption, though it looks like an office supply, something that would be uh, sitting on your desk, you know, in a, a high-rise uh, office, um, it does everything for the groin but make toast. Not just the penis, but the, get this, perineum. Now oh. we're talking a private area. That's the that's the, the distance between the, the, the scrotum and the anal aperture. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so it says, designed by leading urologists, this clinically proven FDA class two device delivers precise vibrations or good vibrations, as the Beach Boys once uh, characterized them. And around the penis and perineum to create and maintain strong erections. Here's a here's a kind of a demonstration uh, with the headline: "Get erect, stay erect." Well, so see, this... I don't think you want to stay erect because you want to be able to walk comfortably. You want to be able to, you know, 
uh, go to the grocery, you know, without offending people uh, by mm -hmm. the protruber protuberance in your pants. And here's another shot of it there. Improved intercourse every time, it says. Now, I don't know whether you're supposed to wear this, to wear it on, on your genitalia all the time. Needs a banana. Whether it's as a, huh? Needs a banana to help picture the how it works. <laughs> yeah. They, they it do. That's exactly right, Kurt. They do. That's a, a very well taken point. You're on a roll. Um, Thank Remind you. me again, was that delivered to your house? How did that, how did you get your hands on that? They have, they have, there is a, a mention of the offer of secure private shipping. So it's not like the UPS guy is going to rap on your door and go, Mr. Yates, Mr. Yates, the <laughs> your Tenuto two vibrators here. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I see. Check this out. Look how they've subtly given you this uh, illustration of how it's supposed to fit and dangle on the outside of it. A and superb it's fit. Hooked up, it's hooked up via USB port or something like this, and it's got a, a motor or something that uh, helps it to vibrate. It's a lot of trouble to go to. This comes under the heading of something I mentioned last week, which is the top 10 things that it takes to prepare me for any kind of intercourse, which is an ointment, a shot, uh, an SD card, uh, a microchip, a uh, and and one of these things, a twelve-minute video. You know, what's the word they use to describe it? Superb. Yes. Yeah. When you, when I hear that word, I always think of superb. That woman you worked with back in the seventies. She was a crazy woman. Superb. Well, we did a threesome with Bobby Blue Gland, as I recall. <laughs> Say goodbye to performance anxiety, it says here. Uh, it covers it all. The the entire water waterfront of uh, physical relations. Oh, and look. For Christmas? Oh. You can have it wrapped. All tied up in a bow. The, send it to the uh, limp uh, friend in your life. And yep. You can probably use that same bow to tie your hands behind your back or something like that. You can... Get him vibrating in no time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What a, what a way to observe the annual uh, whole high holy day observance of the birth of Jesus Christ. Nothing says love of religious icon like the universal design, the easy adjustment, the four motors, and the app control of the Tenuto Two vibrant. Sponsored today, the Bob Yates Show, Bob and Kevin. Here we go again with more, wow. uh, more Look at those hands. They're all, oh, oh they look like he has carpal tunnel. <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? <laughs> Why did they form the hands in that, uh, in that way? I'm flat know. on the table or something. Jeez. You know, this, this, I'll tell you what this reminds me of. This reminds me of the nether region equivalent of these CPAP masks that, that people wear when they go to bed to, to what? Uh, ward off prevent snoring. sleep apnea? Mm -hmm. Hmm? Yeah, prevent snoring, sleep, sleep apnea, the whole thing, yeah. Right, and it, it's terrifically unattractive and looks uncomfortable. Loud. Uh, 
What's in the box? Simple, powerful, effective. Oh, look at this. I love this. This is the part where they tell you it's 239 bucks. Oh. Fits in the palm of your hand. Look at that. Just in the right in the yep. palm. Yep. Fascinating. I we, think I think truly palm is actually a relevant sidebar to this conversation. What's we, going on in the palm? We truly do live in the future. Now they've combined the Tenuto 2 with their very own can oh. of lube. Oh. As you know, anything is possible in life if you have enough lube. Uh, that is the Yates theorem. You've heard of the Leinfelder theorem. This is the Yates theorem. Anything in life is possible if you have enough lube. And here, the Tenuto 2, there, there's got to be some sort of guarantee there that you won't be electrocuted. And if you buy now, the <laughs> oh, wait, there's two, more. the lube and the play cards. It's a kind of a card game oh. with fun with fun facts about the Tenuto too that you, you can learn about before you use it. Like the sexy dice. You roll them and it's got a verb and a noun and you kind of have to do these things. Yeah, I get it. Okay. That'll these spike cards things. help you make the most of your device with beautifully illustrated positions. Oh. And I don't think they mean the position on uh, Ukraine aid. <laughs> I think they mean the pos positions that are assumed by at least two people in the boudoir. Yeah, not like football positions, like wide receiver or tight end, right? Tight end, that's exactly right. Speaking of tight ends, is there going to be a, uh, a visit from uh, speaking of religious icons, is there going to be a visit from Travis Kelsey's girlfriend to the stadium on uh, Sunday? Do you know? You can almost count. I mean, I guess I haven't heard if she's going to be in Minnesota. It's actually been quite quiet around here. Nobody said yes or no. So um, I guess it's going to be a last minute decision. I mean, I would imagine they'll keep that like under wraps, right? Because they don't want like people to like be swarming her or Actually, they like attention, Kel. Oh. Uh, in the old days, this would be called a publicity stunt. The whole thing would be a publicity stunt. But you know what? I'm coming over to their point of view because he's doing vaccine commercials and she's registering voters to vote for Democrats. Mm. So they have my, uh, you know, my implicit seal of approval. I just can't watch Chiefs games because of what, because of how overboard the media goes over this it's too bad that that when justin verlander takes the mound they don't go crazy when when kate's in the stands or what have you maybe kate can't come out to the to the game like she used to i don't know you never hear that i i'd pay a couple extra bucks to see her quality delivered water resistant smart app involve usb charging discreet shipping 24 month warranty this bad boy's got to last you at least Two years of vibrating while you're thrusting or your money back. 100% secure payment for him and her. What if you wear it out? Will they replace it with a new one? You know what? That's a very good question. I'll bet someone is already, uh, is already. Oh, within days. Submi submitted that. According to this literature, which I can't believe, you know, I can't believe that, that some printers will cooperate in the printing of crap like this, just like when I used to have a, I used to have a VCR 
and I would mm -hmm. set a timer to tape some softcore porn overnight while I slept. And I would get up the next day and I just knew that there was going to be a readout on the old uh, Betamax or the old VHS that said, sorry, we, we can't be a party to this. We're not going to take this shit for you. It is funny, isn't it, how they had to put that stuff late at night so the kids wouldn't watch it. But really, in theory, we couldn't watch it because we were too tired. So we had to tape it to watch it in the morning. They should have just put it on when the kids are at school. I guess I don't. Yeah. Crazy. It looks as if uh, now that a uh, an instruction manual has broken out of the kind that you have in your glove compartment in your car. Mm -hmm. Can Tenuto 2 be worn during sex and intercourse? What are the different ways I can use Tenuto 2? Let me guess. There's some sort of kitchen. Uh, there's something, some way it can be used in the kitchen, I'm guessing. Oh, okay. What do the buttons on the Tenuto 2 do? How do okay. I connect Tenuto 2 to the app? How do I clean my Tenuto 2? You would think that would be very uh, important. Yeah. No Get, getting the getting the bodily fluids off the Tenuto 2. Incidentally, uh, who outmoded the Tenuto 1, the original Tenuto, that we should have a Tenuto 2, and I wasn't even around for the original. I don't, you know, it's I, like Chicago Bears head coaches. Why am I not hearing about these things in people? My guess there were lawsuits pending. I think they probably had to move away from Tenuto 1 because it uh, malfunctioned. And you don't want well, malfunctions down in that area. Have, have you ever worn anything that vibrates? Have you ever sat in no. any of those vibrating chairs from Sharper yes. Image? Yeah, they have. Yeah. I have, we, I got that from Marcella one year. We got a, like a thing you put over your shoulders and it massages like a shiatsu massage. Yeah, kind of nice. And and then there are those, um, I forget where they sell them. They were supposedly for foot massage or neck massage, although we knew damn well what they were being used for. Gets to those hard to reach areas. That was usually the sales pitch. And and you knew, you know, with a nod and a wink, what they were getting at there. But there is just something about uh, vibration. Like I used to have a barber who would uh, relax me by running a hand. Uh, it, it would fit in his hand like a sleeve, a vibrating thing. Leon Isaac Kennedy, if you'll recall, oh, yeah. uh, used that on Jane in the uh, sex tape that they released uh, roughly 20 years ago. Used one of the hand vibrators. Um, it's just an amazing innovation. It's just so, it's just so simple. You know, it, it's like a hot tub. It's bubbles in water. It, it's oh, just, it is. It's just a no-brainer that it should uh, feel so good. So, Tenuto two. Good, good vibration. Oh, in time for the holidays. Oh man, I think. I hope I'm wrong. Uh-oh. I'm going to carry you over here and let, let you see this. Is it an owl? I heard about the owls. Oh, I love this. Do you see it? Oh, a, a lizard. Is that a gecko? It's a lizard. Gecko. Oh. A gecko. Yeah, I had those all over the place when I lived in Hawaii. What's what's the uh, damn uh, you say product that's advertised? Where can I get a Tenuto too? <laughs> <laughs> what is the uh, is it insurance that uses the gecko as the mascot? Yeah, Geico, Geico. Geico. Yeah, yeah. 
I thought it was coming in oh. the house. That's why I was. Uh, that's part that's, of why I, that's a good one. Then maybe he wants to be the mascot for us for our uh, tuna tuna doll. They have to have a mascot, right? I'm going to have to uh, do some investigating. I'm going to have to call the Securities and Exchange Commission, Food and Drug Administration, and get the lowdown on this. Call my Attorney General here in California, and see if this is on the level. And as to whether it's part, uh, whether it's privately or publicly held, whether the stock is available to invest in, I just can't believe that that many people would would avoid the chance to vibrate. Uh, many years ago, I would say probably twenty years ago, a young woman, I think this was post-divorce redhead too, took me to of all places the Minneapolis Convention Center, which I'd never been. What was happening there was it was called a sexpo. Hmm. It was all things, uh, s s everything having to do with sex, including uh, utensils, toys, for lack of a better term. I, They did so many things, these vibrators, not just the vibrating, but the thingy like that and the, and the, like that. And, Stuff that men, stuff that real men don't do. We're not equipped to do that. And I just went away from that building, just hanging my head in shame. I just felt so disposable, so disappointing that I'm just thinking, why would you choose us when you could have a gadget like this for your every need? Well, you know? Maybe it's like an example. Like we can we can look to the sex toy as a uh, a beacon, something we can use to get to that point where we can maybe do some of the things that it does, you know? But when you get right yeah, down to figures. it, it's just an instrument for gouging, isn't it? Couldn't you perform the same thing with a with a kitchen whisk See, that you use to scramble your eggs? Now you're just saying very non-sexual things right now. Oh, <laughs> it's, just, okay. it's just gouging. <laughs> it's just, really, it's plumbing and gouging and... Oh, so romantic, Bob. <laughs> breaking and stabbing, you know... Um, and we don't do it like these, like these products that are made, ironically enough, probably by men, to make men feel disposable mm -hmm. and outmoded, irrelevant, right? You're right. I, I just, I'll never forget how I felt when I left there. I'm just thinking, well, I just, I may as well just hang around the house, drink alone for the rest of my life, because I can't imagine anybody would want you know, my little Aww. inconsistent inconsistent noodle when they can hook up something. This same woman had three or four different gadgets of her own, one of which was attached to some fringe to, uh, I guess, uh, tickle her, um, her um, general area there as she did the gouging. And I said, how do you decide which one you want from time to time? And here's how she explained it to me. And, and, you know, I can't make this up. Someone has to have said this to me. She said, well, uh, what are your favorite brands of ice creams? And I told her, and she said, well, you know, some days you feel like strawberry. Some days you feel like chocolate. Some days you, you feel like, uh, you know, Rocky Road, or just plain vanilla. And that's what this is about. And I'm thinking, do you mean... And I, I had to stop the conversation because I think it was about to cry. But um, 
to think that there's an area of the human body that gives off that uh, awesome of a variety of sensations that you could compare them to tastes of ice creams. Are you watching porn as you're doing this podcast? What are you looking at? No, I was looking at a certain... I'm trying <laughs> moving towards the next bit. I was talking of looking at the pictures that you've sent in the past of people that you've seen on television. And I was just thinking about the weather girls that you've texted me, the uh, the uh, certain um, congresswomen <laughs> that you texted me. I'm just yeah. having trouble getting comfortable in my chair right now. <laughs> I have two new library books to take your minds off these troubles. First one is uh, what I thought was going to be a memoir, but it's not. So I'm going to have to take it back to the library. Gay Talith is credited as having innovated what's called the New Journalism magazine nonfiction that reads like fiction. And so this is his uh, latest. This is uh, Gay Talith here on the back in his native New York City. He's quite the dandy. And then this is the um, book that all the culture and climate intellectuals own right now called Doppelganger by uh, Professor, University of British Columbia professor Naomi Klein. I used to think I wanted to be one of my big social goals was to be part of a uh, Naomi sandwich that I wanted to be in bed with Naomi Klein and Naomi Wolf. As mm -hmm. it turns out, a lot of people were getting Naomi Klein mixed up with Naomi Wolf, especially during that time when Naomi Wolf went off the rails and wound up on Fox News and on Steve Bannon's podcast. Mm -hmm. So Naomi Klein threw up her hands, wrote a book about what it's like to be confused with someone else named Naomi and called it doppelganger, which is, you know, have you ever been told that you look like somebody? Um, former NBA player, Jeff Hornacek. Did you consider that a compliment? I think so. I liked him. He's a good player. I saw one just the other day. Um, it was one of these guys, one of these Republicans who had voted to keep McCarthy. I forget his name. But I'm telling you, you put a black cowboy hat on the guy, and he looks exactly like Clint Black. Have oh, you wow. seen him? I wish I could wish I could think of his name. Oh, well, but um, yeah, is that wild? Didn't they always or say people look like... whose looks change when they put on some sort of headgear? Like Jim Kelly of the Buffalo Bills, we're talking decades ago, right? With his helmet on, he looked like Boz Skaggs. Oh, Rock Purdy of the oh. Niners. With his helmet on, he looks like the late Lee Harvey Oswald. Have you heard the new thing the kids are talking about? They all think that Troy Aikman looks like a white Jay-Z. Look it up. It's pretty amazing. How could Troy Aikman look like Jay-Z? I'll show you a picture. <laughs> is there a split screen or something that you yes. can provide that will uh, split screen. dramatize this? Yes. Because the last time I saw Jay-Z... He had some sort of weird uh, hairdo where it was like uh, branches of, yeah, like, like that hairdo right there. And people are saying that they look alike. Yep. And he actually okay. he actually said, yes, people have come up to me and said that I look like him. So here's another mystery of our age on a level with um, the Astros pitcher and Kate Upton. Okay. Why in the world? If you had access 
five or six days out of the week, given travel schedules for touring and recording, you're married to Beyonce. Why would you feel the need to try anything else during that marital bond? That makes no sense to me. No, people no. are crazy. People are crazy. I don't get it. I don't either. get it. Yes. You're you're preaching to the choir, man. It makes all doesn't make any sense to me either. This is the item that uh I've been meaning to uh the issue I've been meaning to broach, uh something uh, torn from today's headlines. Um I don't know, two or three months ago. I, I ran out of time and I wasn't able to uh to explain it, to describe it. Did you ever see a movie about a poor little rich boy played by Kieran Culkin called Igby Goes Down? I think Susan Sarandon was in it. Yeah. And uh, some other people who you would uh, associate with a story that involved the well-born in New York City. Does that title ring a bell at all? Igby Goes Down? The title rings a bell, but I don't remember. Kieran Culkin, Kieran Culkin was really young when he did this movie. You could watch this movie and you go. Roman Roy? I don't know. But that's who we later went on to portray, you know, in succession. Okay. This would be August 2021. The young man's name, this is a real person, Theodore Weintraub. 17 years of age at the time. All he wanted to do in life. And, and here's the Salinger-esque part to me. The Igby goes down part. All he wanted to do in life was that something that you and I and Kurt had as a goal back in our teens, and that was to buy alcohol with a fake ID. Do you remember those days? Yeah, like they were yesterday. He tried and failed many times, but instead of going into a bodega or a midtown dive bar, he repeatedly chose the bar in one of Manhattan's most exclusive hotels. Attached to a restaurant run by a celebrity chef I can't even pronounce the man's name. He's so exclusive. Where a cheeseburger with fries costs 60 bucks. Bartenders don't see too many teenagers flashing fake IDs at these establishments where they have a $14,000 bottle of wine on the menu. So Mr. Weintraub stood out at the age of 17. Staff members again and again refused his increasingly aggressive attempts to buy a drink with a fake ID until at one point two years ago, the hotel banned him entirely. So what did he do? Took it to the streets. He went outside the hotel, grabbed a sign and claimed it to be picketing them. He had banned them. He was bad mouthing them. And now they have sued for defamation. Sued a 17 year old for defamation because they wouldn't serve him alcohol with a fake ID. Uh, Mr. Weintraub and another man became fixtures outside the hotel, the suit contends, chanting and holding protest signs saying, the mark, that's the name of the hotel, the mark denies the Holocaust, the mark spreads disease, the mark supports Jeffrey Epstein, Oh, my. <laughs> the mark supports Jeffrey Epstein. Wow. They hit him with sex they, offender. They hit him hard. According to the lawsuit, these two guys, Mr. Weintraub among them, accosted hotel guests coming into the establishment until, according to a video, which I've yet to see, 
Can't find it anywhere. A sidewalk brawl erupted between the protesters and fans of the rap star Drake, who was staying at the hotel. Oh. I know. Isn't it nuts? Nuts. The mark, as it happens, the hotel, is near Mr. Weintraub's home. Oh, he didn't he want just to go far. He walks there to cause trouble. Sure. To have to get to a gas station like a normal kid would do with his fake ID, that was beneath him. He had to go it, to the, the the local It was his, hotel. It was his white whale. It was his yeah. white whale. It was his right. Kilimanjaro or his uh, Mount Everest. What else did he say? Did he say that in his in his uh, picketing in his in his what he was posting? Did he say that the the mark uh, marched on uh, <laughs> marched I don't on know the capital? That has been resolved yet. Okay. But check this out. I love this plot point. If it were like a Salinger short story or maybe a short uh, film like you'd find at the New Yorker magazine platform, it would be perfect. Here's the plot point. Only a few weeks after he was banned, he was back at the hotel, this time with his parents. His family had made a dinner reservation at the restaurant, but they were stopped from taking their seats by security who informed them that their son was not allowed on the property. Wow. Do you think he kind of told them, mom, dad, make a reservation and I'll come with you? Not they didn't know that he wanted to sneak in there. Oh, it was all he's a, he's a, a sly one, a young Weintraub. Yeah, uh, this appeared to be news to Mr. Weintraub's parents. The teenager first asked the hotel to forgive him, but soon flew into a rage, screaming that the hotel was anti Semitic and that its employees spat in people's food. Oh, my, yeah, the young man's father. Dr. Philip J. Weintraub is an esteemed cardiologist. I just love this. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I want it. Yeah, I want a movie made out of this. Calmed the boy down and told hotel staff that he fully understood the ban. Dr. Weintraub is an art collector who made tabloid headlines himself over an insurance dispute that centered on the theft of one and a half million dollars of stolen art from his roughly $7 million collection. He handed hotel staff members his business card and told them to call him directly if his son ever came by again to cause trouble. Wow. That appeared to be the end of the dispute until staff members said they ran into Mr. Weintraub again on the sidewalk where he screamed at them. Jeez. I think he's soon he and another man began their protest, screaming insults at hotel staff, including repeatedly calling one doorman a pedophile and yelling that the doorman's mother is a prostitute. The lawsuit also charges that they physically confronted guests. On several occasions, the hotel called 911. Can you imagine that conversation? This sounds like the theme to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's a he's a scamp, this young man. Her name is Crystal. She is a hotel employee who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Crystal is not her real name. The mark told its employees not to speak to the news media, but Crystal was kind enough to speak to the media. She said she had seen Mr. Weintraub and another man sit in a black SUV 
a Cadillac Escalator Escalade outside the hotel giving instructions to the protester. She said she wished he would spend his time and money on other pursuits. And now, you know. the rest of the story. Things reached a fever pitch when Drake stayed at the hotel. In one video posted online, a celebrity gossip site, a man can be heard chanting, the mark helped Epstein as Drake and his entourage leave the hotel. A melee erupted, as melees will, when you're talking about rappers who feel inconvenienced. Well, here's a good example. It's a Tupac Shakur. <laughs> you know, they finally have solved part of his murder. You know, they arrested a guy in Vegas recently. Right. You heard how they um, did it. The video shows Drake prevented from re-entering the hotel. This resulted in Mr. Weintraub's protester friend being punched in the face. Oh. Um, by fans of the celebrity. The celebrity who is Jewish later complained to hotel management. I did not know this. Drake is a Jew. That's what it says here. Oh, I know. New York Times, they they should know from their local Jews, right? Yeah. And Weintraub. <laughs> that's, that's a gimmick. Later complained to management that he was disturbed to hear someone screaming about Holocaust denial as he tried to come and go from the hotel. Edward, similar to Crystal, only a man, using the mm -hmm. name Edward, superintendent of a nearby commercial building, said he had seen Mr. Weintraub and his companion get into arguments with Drake's bodyguards a couple of times. Now that is just the wrong move. <laughs> just now we're <laughs> into a gray area of uh self-preservation. You need to be able to, you know, keep your teeth and your and your face unmarked and you know. I mean those are the ones the bodyguard well not the bodyguards, but the 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 guys who the the bouncers. They're the ones who usually check the check the fake IDs and then throw you out on the street when you, when you have the wrong one or the. The hotel's managers were more accustomed to hosting celebrities and the super rich. The mark charges $75,000 a night for its penthouse suite. More accustomed to seeing that than seeing street fights on its sidewalk. But at some point they were quoting now fed up. And so now uh, we're in court and that's where it stands. And the hotel had to explain its attitude toward the Holocaust and um, and Mr. Weintraub was last seen walking back and forth in front of the mark chanting, the mark has rats. <laughs> rats are a big problem in New York City, supposedly there are a million rats in New York City. This is a this is a number that's every bit as impressive, I think, as the ten thousand lakes in Minnesota. Yeah, I think it would have been funnier if you had said the the mark has crabs. See, that would have been funny, you know. The mark has what? Crabs. You know, a sexually crabs. transmitted disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them where it hurts. It was weird. Uh, said uh, someone named Alex Weisberger, uh, who uh, works on the block uh, in art industry, says it was weird. People didn't seem really bothered. 
obviously the hotel staff huddled to talk about what to do, but there were people sitting outside eating at tables. They just kept on eating. The See, town's so nice. They named it twice. And that uh, place and Washington, D.C. is where I will be for the next three weeks. Oh. So make this make this podcast last because I won't be seeing you again until November 2nd. I did the math with the calendar and the whole nine yards. Well, that's a long time. Halloween, we'll miss Halloween together. We won't be able to dress up and trick or treat. You know, nothing would give me greater satisfaction, unless, of course, it has to do with the Tenuto too. Uh, if I tuned in to my YouTube page and found that you and Kurt and a special guest had done uh, a Bob in absentia edition of the Bob and Kel Clevercast on, what's it called? Parthenon? Pantheon? What's it called? Patreon. Patreon. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Feel free to do that. I would enjoy seeing you guys uh, work with a, another guy. It would be, it'd be kind of voyeuristic. It would like be, you're like uh, having a, a stranger in my bed, if you know what I mean. Well, maybe we'll just get together and we'll break down the Twins playoff run. Oh, my God. That'll be the most popular podcast ever. Hey, you may stop. have to. You may have to fight off like the media and fight, fight off the girls. Yeah. Well, anyway, parting is such sweet sorrow. But um, Lord willing, creek not rising, I will greet you again uh, on uh, November 2nd. Same Enjoy travel. the rest of your October, your October Classic, your baseball playoffs. Hope yeah, the Twins get... go to the finals against the Orioles. When we when you get back, will we know the will we know the World Series winner? When does that when is Game Seven? I, I you know what if there are sweeps like legitimate sweeps? Yeah, three and four games in the playoffs and World Series respectively. It may all be over by that. The damned NBA may have started up again by that. Right. So we'll just have to you know we'll have to roll with it. We'll have to go with the flow. All right. Sounds good. All right. Keep it real. Win twins. Sounds good. Good luck to Vikings on Sunday. So long for now. Bye-bye.